السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسدر شديد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد The current hot topic throughout the world so globally and locally every gathering every family every news article is the coronavirus may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us protection may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us safe the coronavirus has caused the death of over two and a half thousand people so far many more thousands and thousands are affected and as the experts say this is only the beginning Islam has not left us without guidance in regards to what to do in the case of an epidemic and this is the beauty of Islam for every situation every circumstance every calamity every problem anything that will occur Islam has guidance Islam has a way Islam has an explanation this is why our religion is so beautiful it's full of rahmah and mercy and we have guidance so today inshallah in the short time that we have we are going to look at the Islamic guidance in regards to such epidemics, pandemics, plagues, and such fast-spreading diseases, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. Number one. Many a times, disasters like these, like the coronavirus, and many other such pandemics that have happened in the past, many a times, they happen due to personal or global result of sin we say many not always not always but many a times such things happen we learn from the sunnah and from the quran that many a times these things happen because of some individuals or generally a global sin becoming very common one thing is for sure we cannot confirm you know many videos are going around people are saying oh because of what's happening with the muslims in china allah is punishing them with this virus are you allah are you allah how do you know who told you did wahi come to you many a times in the life of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam Sahaba, including especially Hazrat Umar who would suggest something to the Prophet Seventeen times this has happened. Umar who suggested something to the Prophet not once, many, many times. 
And it made total sense. It was something that you think, yes, maybe this is the right thing to do. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would never confirm. He would remain silent. Until, until when? Until Allah would send wahi. And then, then he would say, okay, Allah has told me, now we do it. And we take this example regarding the verses of hijab. We take this about Maqam Ibrahim being made the musalla. We take this in regards to alcohol being prohibited. Even something like alcohol being prohibited. Umar radiallahu was saying, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, just make it haram. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah hasn't revealed anything. There is nothing clear yet until finally the verses came and he said, now, so you and I cannot decide. We cannot, so many a times, many a times, disasters and calamities like this happen because of individuals or a global sin becoming very, very common. However, we cannot confirm. We cannot say definitely because they did this, this is why this happened. No, we can say maybe, maybe, but we cannot confirm. Quran tells us, Quran tells us about the possibility of this happening. That corruption and calamity spread in the world because of the actions of people. So we are told this is possible. However, we cannot blame or pinpoint what did our poor and oppressed brothers and sisters in Syria do wrong. For how many years now? Eight, nine, ten years they've been suffering. Are we going to say because they were committing too many sins? This is why it happened. No, we cannot pinpoint to anyone or anything. However, what we do learn is many a time, if somebody is suffering from cancer, will we say it's because you committed too many sins? Is this what we're going to say? No. What we learn is many a times calamities happen. One possibility is due to the spread of sins. Whose sins? Which people sins? We cannot pinpoint. Allah knows this. We know that this is a possibility. Number one. So this is the first thing we need to learn and correct. Because many people are sending around many videos and clips. And they are with conviction saying this is happening because of this. This is happening. And we do this all the time. Who, who told you? Did Allah send you a wahi uh, in your dream? Last night you were sleeping. Allah told you that I have done this because these people. No. Nobody knows why, when, how Allah knows best. So this is a possibility, definitely a possibility because Quran tells us, the Sunnah tells us we cannot blame or pinpoint anyone. Number one. Number two, just as this coronavirus and other epidemics, just like they can be a punishment, it is also a mercy. Or you might be thinking, how is something so fatal, which is costing the lives of so many people, how can it be azab and rahmah as well? The closest thing we find to the coronavirus in the sunnah is something we call ta'un, which is the plague. And this what happened very fast, it spread and it took the lives of many people. It's a very similar thing. Aisha radiallahu anha asked, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, please tell me about ta'un. Give us some information about Ta'un, the plague, the epidemic, the coronavirus. Give us information. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, it is a punishment. First he says, it is a punishment. 
He punishes with it who he wants, how he wants, when he wants. But he didn't stop there. Then the Prophet said, Wa inna Allah, this is in Sahih al-Bukhari, Wa inna Allah, ja'alahu rahmatan lil mu'mineen. And Allah has made it a rahmah and a mercy for the believers. لَيْسَ مِنْ أَحَدٍ يَقَعُ فِي الطَّاعُونَ فَيَمْكُتُ فِي بَلَدِهِ صَابِرًا مُحْتَسِبًا وَيَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَنْ يُصِيبَهُ إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَهُ فَلَهُ مِثْلُ أَجْرُ شَهِيدٍ The Prophet says, If such a virus, such a pandemic, such a disease outbreaks amongst the mu'mineen, the believers, and these believers, the Prophet ﷺ says, They stay in their country in quarantine. They don't go anywhere. So they're in this quarantine. They don't go out. And sabiran, they make sabr. Muhtasiban, they hope for the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And number three, they know in their hearts they have iman. Whatever comes to us only comes from Allah. Whatever the cause might be, at the end of the day, who caused this to happen? Allah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, if this happens to the believers, and then somebody dies because of coronavirus, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, this person is a shaheed. Martyr. Is this rahmah or not? Rahmah. Great rahmah. Normally, nobody could not have attained the level of a martyr and a shaheed. But if a person is afflicted, a mu'min, a believer, because when, if, if, for example, there is a punishment and some people are committing sins and then Muslims are also living in this world as well or in those areas. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, for the non-Muslim, it will be an adab. But for the believers, if they are patient, if they hope for the reward, they don't go out from there. They do sabr and they stay within that area. And they know that this has come only from Allah. When they die, they will die as a shaheed. So this is something else we learn from the Islamic teachings. Something like the coronavirus, where we think it could be a punishment. It is also a rahmah and a mercy for the believers as well. Number three. Such epidemics are also the manifestation of the prophecy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prophesized many things. In one place we find Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when five things happen, I warn you of five things. Or when five things happen, sorry, when five things happen, I warn you of two things. And he said, I hope that you are not alive. He's saying to the Sahaba, I hope you're not alive to witness these things happening. And one of the things we find, when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when immorality, when immorality becomes common, widespread and open, not just common, it's always been common. When it becomes, when people are doing immorality openly, when it becomes a right, when people are proud, they call it pride, when people are proud about it, and it's being done openly, with many beautiful colors, and saying, it, this, is, this is the new way of life. When people are proud and happy about it, and boasting about it, it's become a law. It's become permissible. It's become legalized. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when immorality becomes open, manifest, people are doing it openly. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, two things will happen. Number one, 
there will be ta'un. Such diseases like these which will spread very fast and cause the death of many people. And number two, there will be such illnesses and diseases people will have never heard of. You go back to the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, or even a couple of, or oh, hundred years ago, nobody knew what HIV and AIDS was. You didn't hear of mud cow disease. You didn't hear of swine flu. You didn't hear of Ebola, for example, coronavirus. Nobody heard of it. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, when immorality becomes widespread, openly done, legalized, and people are proud about it, what's going to happen? That these pandemics will become so common and such illnesses and diseases that you have never heard their name even before. May Allah protect us. So this is another Islamic guidance we learn. When we see this, we shouldn't become scared and worried. Rather, this is the prophecy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa It should refresh our iman. Our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa spoke the truth. And we are witnessing with our eyes the manifestation of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa prophecy. Another guidance of Islam in regards to the coronavirus is Islam teaches us precaution. So precaution and then action to take if this was to occur. So before such things happen, for example, Islam tells us, Quran tells us when you eat food, eat from that which is halal and it's tayyab, it's pure. Don't eat things which are not pure and certain things we've been told not to eat. There are some nations, there are some people, they will eat anything, anything that crawls, they eat. And most commonly scientists are saying that the cause of this coronavirus is the bat. It's come from the bat. And there are people who eat such things. And we've been told, eat from the pure things. So even before such things happen, if we followed the guidance of Islam, and this is why Islam is so beautiful, an answer and a solution to every problem, don't eat such things. They're not good for you. We've been told already. And yet we've got people who eat absolutely anything and then they suffer. And then everybody else has to suffer as a result. May Allah protect us and open our eyes toward Islam and give us the understanding of how beautiful our deen and Islam is. And then we find in Islam, uh, not only we are told to eat uh, of the halal, uh, however, many other things, for example, wudu. We perform wudu five times a day. So your hands are being washed. Your face is being washed. Your nose is being washed. And now what they are saying to protect yourself, what should you do? Wash your hands, wash your face, wash your mouth. Even when we sneeze, they say the most common way is when somebody sneezes. In Islam, somebody sneezes, Alhamdulillah. What do we say? Yarhamukallah, we say today. May Allah have mercy on you. So even here we are being taught, you're giving a dua. That said, if such thing was to happen, we are making a dua and we are told to cover ourselves. This is all Islamic teachings, which now they are spreading. And now they, had we stuck to our deen and we knew how beautiful our deen was. And then we took it to the four corners of the world to show these people that if you live your life according to Islam, Allah will protect you from all of these calamities. So this is another guide, guideline of Islam we have been given. Number five. Further guidance Islam gives us, Rasulullah has told us for every sickness, there is a cure. For every sickness, there is a cure. Now, if a person was to suffer through any illness or this particular illness, 
the correct way of dealing with it wouldn't be, oh, it's come from Allah, that's it. I'm just going to sit here and, you know, let my tawakkul. That's not tawakkul. A person is told that for every sickness there is a cure. Therefore, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Therefore, go and take medication. Get treatment. So if a person was to fall ill, they should get treatment. They should not wait and just whatever's going to happen will be you'll be sinful on the day of judgment for not getting yourself treated. So if you're ill, whether this illness or any other general illness, you should go and seek medication. This is not against and it does not negate tawakkul and reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you need to wear a mask, you wear a mask. If you need to take vaccination, you take vaccination. If you have to abstain from entering certain areas and zones, you don't do it. You follow the guidelines. This is Ain Tawakkul. This is what Allah wants us to do. You do everything and then you rely on Allah. This is Tawakkul. Tawakkul doesn't mean, ah, that's it. I'm free now. I'm going to go everywhere. Some people are think, thinking like this. Even if they are inflicted by the disease, they're thinking nothing will happen. And they are going everywhere. Uh, amongst the people into swimming baths, for example, places like this where many people, it's easy to spread the diseases. Not Islam tells us you abstain, you need to wear a mask, you wear the mask, take medication, vaccinate, and then you have reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is tawakkul. Number six, another Islamic guideline, more than 1400 years ago, we learned quarantine. This word we're hearing nowadays. We've been hearing in recent times. Scientists have been suggesting quarantine in recent years. Whereas Rasulullah told us about this more than 1400 years ago. There's a story that goes with this. Sayyidina Umar anhu in his era, he traveled with hundreds and thousands of Sahaba to Asham, towards the lands of Palestine, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, these lands, we call this Asham. When he was on the way, before he reached there, they rested at one place. Somebody came with news and told Amirul Mu'mineen that plague, Ta'un, a pandemic has spread in Asham and is causing the death of so many people. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu stopped the people and said, okay, he gathered the Sahaba. And he, after gathering the Sahaba, he says, I want to do Shura amongst you. What should we do? Shall we carry on our journey to Asham? Or shall we stay here and wait for some time? There was a split. This is a split amongst the people. Some said, we have started the journey. We shouldn't give up. Let's carry on. What's wrong with going? And the other said, no, amongst you, you have many Sahaba and their lives are at risk. Why would you put yourself in danger when you know people are dying? So we shouldn't go there. Now they're having this discussion amongst themselves and nobody is coming to a conclusion. And Abdul Rahman ibn Auf wasn't present. He comes after some time. You know, what are you guys talking about? So this is what we're talking about. He says, I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, if there is a pandemic, if there is ta'un, if there is plague, if there is a coronavirus in a particular city, in a particular area, the people of that area should not go out and the people outside should not come in. This is subhanallah. This is a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Therefore, he said to the Sahaba, we will not go. Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah radiyallahu anhu said, O Amirul Mu'mineen, atafirru min qadarillah. O Umar, are you running away from the destiny of Allah? Meaning, if you go there, 
if you go there and you're going to die, that's Allah's destiny. Omar, are you trying to run away from Allah's destiny? If Allah has written for you that you go there and you will become ill and then you will die, this is Allah's qadr. Oh Omar, atafirru min qadarillah? Are you running away from Allah's destiny? Amirul Mu'mineen Umar radiallahu said, Oh Abu Ubaidah, I wish someone besides you said this. I wish you didn't say this statement. I wish it was someone beside. I thought you would have had better understanding. And then Umar radiallahu said his famous statement. He said, Nafirru min qadarillah ila qadarillah. He says we are running from one of Allah's destinies to the other destiny of Allah. Then he gave an example. He said, Oh Abu Ubaidah, if you had a group of camels and you came to a land, on one side there was grass, on one side there was no grass, which side will you take the camels? So this is also qadr of Allah, destiny of Allah. This is also the destiny of Allah. Which one are you going to go? He says, I will take to the one with the grass. He says, of course. So you took from one qadr to the other qadr. Allah knew what you were going to do. So I, he said, I thought if I don't have a choice. Sometimes you don't have a choice and you're stuck with something. You say, okay, this is Allah's death. He says, I have a choice either to go or not to go. This is my choice. And I'm choosing not to go. Why are you saying you're running from the qadr of Allah? This is the qadr of Allah. I have decided not to go. Anyhow, so this is quarantine, something we're hearing about today. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, more than 1400 years ago, if the authorities tell people that do not go out of this area, it is haram for them to go out against the Sharia. Sharia tells you, this is, this is the ayn sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Another guideline. Quran tells us, as a mu'min, as a believer, we believe, Whatever happens, only happens with the will of Allah. If an illness comes to you, a virus, this virus will only affect you because Allah wanted it to happen. You can't say oh, this and that and this reason and that. No, this is a believer. And in one hadith we find, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us if the whole world, if America, if China, if Europe, if Russia get together and they want to harm you, like many people are making conspiracy theories, whether we accept it or not, he said it's, it's been created by some man-made virus, whatever. If all of these countries get together and they want to harm you and Allah doesn't want you to be harmed, you will not be harmed. And if all these countries get together and they want to protect you and Allah wants you to be harmed, you will not be protected. So as a Muslim, as a mu'min, this is our belief. And one more thing I want to mention before the adhan is as Muslims, if we look throughout the world, just look at what's happening in India. Just very fresh. Okay, Muslims are being beaten, are being persecuted. And this is new. The whole list, we, we can talk about so many countries throughout the world. Okay, we had the, the tragedy and the massacre in, in, in Burma not so long ago. And that was, you know, in Kashmir. Over here, we've got at least, we've got social media in India. In Kashmir, nobody even knows what's happening. And then obviously what's happening in Iraq, what's happening in, in, in Gaza, what's happening in, in, in Syria. The, the list is endless. And there are many, many other countries throughout the world as well. Even in the African countries, the list is endless. We are going through a difficult period. And many a times what happens is we make dua. Everyone says make dua. That's the only weapon we have. It's the strongest weapon we have. In our dua, we say, oh Allah, grant us victory. But when we're making dua, on one side we're hopeful, on the other side we're thinking, look at the state of the Muslims. We are all divided. Where is the help going to come? How is that 
army going to mobilize and attack these enemies who are attacking us? How is it going to happen? These are the ideas that come to our mind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is responding to these du'as in a way that only He knows. Look, look what Allah is doing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إِلَّهُ When Allah wants to destroy somebody, look at this army. Allah is saying this coronavirus, which you cannot even see with your eyes. Allah is saying this is one of my armies. وَمَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إِلَّهُ Sometimes Allah uses the wind. Sometimes Allah uses the floods. Sometimes Allah uses an army which you cannot even see. وَمَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إِلَّا هُوَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى is responding. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Finally, we are given many du'as Allahu to make, to protect us from such things. One I end on, بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء والسماء العليم. Three times in the morning, three times in the evening, nothing will harm you. قل أعوذ برب الفلق قل أعوذ برب الناس blowing your hands over you morning and evening nothing will harm you have seven ajwa dates in the morning nothing will harm you may Allah سبحانه وتعالى give us a tawfiq وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب Just to clarify, Adhan is for people who are outside to bring them in the masjid. We are already in the masjid. So it's okay if we carry on. Adhan is to bring the people from outside, inside. Just in case somebody's thinking, why did you carry on for 10 seconds after the Adhan? Adhan is to call people from outside, inside. On the minarets, the sound of the sound of the sound of the sound of the Love.